Good morning. Thanks for joining us here on Tuesday with Todd Toddcast. Today I want to talk a little bit about um, the battlefield of the mind or maybe the battlefield of emotions. I think uh, our challenge probably most often comes down to our emotions. I've heard it said that whoever controls your emotions controls you. And oftentimes, at a whim, our emotions are uh, caught up because of something that someone said or something that someone did uh, to us. Um, scripture I have in mind today that uh, I really think speaks to uh, controlling our emotions is Second uh, Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5. Uh, and it reads like this, Though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging a war according to the flesh. In other words, we don't fight with armor, or we don't fight with politics, and we don't fight with money, we don't fight with uh, humanistic ways. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have a divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments, uh, every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive into the obedience of Christ. Uh, that was from the Message Bible, I believe. So the reality is that uh, our, our power and our strength is spiritual, and it's spiritual in, in, a, in a sense that it will destroy vain arguments. Uh, vanity, vanity, says the preacher. It's all just vanity. And the reality is um, when we are not submitted and fully surrendered to the Lord, our life is about vanity. We tend to talk about ourselves and worry about ourselves and speak in the first person of I, I, me, me, my, 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 you know. And the reality is God is looking for us to surrender our lives so that we could allow him to live through us. Um, but Paul says to take every thought captive in Christ. What does it mean to take every thought captive? Uh, uh, it means to conquer, to control, to bring into submission every thought. And, and this is where the challenge is for most of us because, um, you know, our emotions are moved by outward influences. So if someone says something, someone does something, um, uh, our internal process is where we have to take those thoughts captive. Um, I heard somebody say this years ago, you know, just because you think it doesn't mean it's true. And, and that's a real difficult challenge. Um, nobody wants to be wrong, but unfortunately at times we just are. Um, and the objective is to take those thoughts captive, to bring control, to conquer them, to bring them under submission to Christ. It means... Um, we have got to know what the word of the Lord says. We need to know what God's uh, uh, word says and what his opinion is on things. Uh, and you're never going to know that just because you, um, you think it. You have to get into the word of God and find out what the word says. Um, you know, it, even Paul was challenged in, in this sense, and certainly Paul was anointed by God to preach and teach the gospel. He wrote a good portion of the New Testament, um, and uh, he was challenged in that Romans seven nineteen. He said, "I don't do uh, I do not do the good I want, but the evil I do not want, uh, and what I keep doing." And calls himself a wretched man. In fact. Um, Today we have a battlefield in Christianity of doing what we want or doing what God wants. And I think this battlefield is uh, getting more and more illuminated um, 
uh, in the difficult times, you know, uh, we need to spend more time uh, learning and growing and fighting the battle of the mind. Um, our mind is uh, our, our mind, will, emotions. Uh, that battlefield is where the enemy operates. Uh, when Jesus was tempted by Satan in the desert, the question that Satan asked him was, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, turn the stone into bread. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down from here. If you are the Son of God, I'll give you all the land. If you are, if you are. The message in the garden to Eve was, um, well, God knows. Uh, what, did God really say not to eat from the fruit of the apple of uh, knowledge of good and evil? I'm sorry, the fruit uh, of the tree of good and knowledge of good and evil. Did God really say not to eat of that tree? And Eve responds with, God said not to touch it. And that's not what the Lord said. But she didn't trust the word of the Lord. She really had to add to it and had to uh, amplify it because uh, uh, the enemy was already bringing deception and confusion. Um, but he said to her, um, God knows the day you eat it, you'll be just like him, knowing good and evil. And that right there was deception. Eve and Adam were already created in the likeness and image of God. They already had everything God had. God was not withholding anything from them. So in all reality, the enemy questioned their identity, questioned uh, who they were in relationship with God, questioned her and basically made her feel like uh, a victim and God some type of bully who was holding back something uh, for her. So we see that her emotions were attacked and he used um, uh, information against her. Um, there are a dozen other ways that he does that, but I'm going to talk about a few right now. He uses a spirit of confusion and he confuses the issue. He brings a spirit of fear or anxiousness and that anxious this uh, causes us to uh, worry and consider the worst scenario. He uh, brings a spirit of restlessness, and that's where uh, we're, we're restless. We're not content. We really don't know how to be content, and we're always looking for more. He um, brings a spirit of delusion, and that's where um, sometimes we think more about ourselves or think more about a situation than we should, or uh, we're deluded. Um, uh, the scripture talks about being uh, having a troubled mind have a mind that's uh, uh, just troubled it doesn't it's not um, it's not clear it's worried troubled it's uh, uh, it, it, it lacks uh, uh, the ease and the peace that God really intended for it it's uh, in first Timothy 6 5 we hear the word is deprived mind, a depraved mind, the mind that is uh, filled with depravity. It's uh, focusing on all kinds of depravity. Uh, Romans 8, 7 says there's a sinful mind. Second Corinthians three fourteen says a dull mind. Second Corinthians 4, 4 says a blinded mind. Second uh, Timothy 3, 8 says a corrupt mind. So you can see that the mind is under attack and that mind is um, where we process information. Um, our our soul, our mind, our will, and our emotions is where we uh, process the information we're hearing from God and we process the information that we're hearing in the flesh. And if it's unhealthy, if it's an unhealthy place, uh, unfortunately we'll process information incorrectly. Um, gathering 
getting a hold of the Spirit of God and letting him uh, comfort us and comfort our mind and give us rest is so important. We've got to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Uh, one of our difficulties and our challenges is uh, because our identity might be askew and we don't know who we are, uh, our tendency is to defend ourselves. You know, Jesus was beaten and hung on the cross and he failed to defend himself uh, not because it was a failure but because he chose a better way and a better approach um, he, we, he had to go through that process but he chose not to give a defense uh, he knew who he was he was confident in what God was doing he was confident in the process of what he was doing and certainly he was expressing great love for us a love that you know none of us even deserves um, we have to uh, understand that the enemy is a liar and he's the father of lies. He continues to lie. He's always, uh, there's no truth in him. He, um, it's not possible for him to tell the truth. Um, so I just, let's talk about guarding our mind a little bit. You know, um, we, we need to uh, learn how to first protect what comes in and out of it. Philippians 4, 6 through 8 says, do not be anxious in anything but in everything and by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brethren, whatever is true, honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things or meditate on these things. So the first lesson we're going to talk about today is that we have to guard our minds. We have to guard it with everything. We have to not be anxious in anything. Um, we have to watch what we're focusing on. We have to watch what we're thinking about. We have to take time. Instead of defending ourselves in any situation or conversation, let's just take a moment and take a deep breath. Breathe in, breathe out, and decide, Father, what is it that you want me to hear? What is it that you want me to learn? And, uh, and really importantly, if you love your brethren, you have to really listen to what they're saying because your heart should be connected to them at that moment to hear what they're saying, to appreciate what they're saying. And be anxious for nothing, but by prayer and supplication, let uh, with thanksgiving, let your request be known to God. And I think this is where we have an anxious mind. We meditate, anxiously meditate on what's going to happen. When is it going to happen? Why is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? Why? When? How? Give me the answers. Give me the answers. I need it now. I need it now. We're very impatient people. And for a people who have been given eternity, we have eternal lives. We tend to think very small and small seconds and minutes uh, instead of eternally. Um, I uh, shared with somebody recently that uh, uh, everything's important to God, but not everything is urgent to God. Um, so we have to take time. We have to process the information. Uh, a good way to have our minds at peace, uh, we see here that it says whatever is true. Focus on the truth. Spend time in the Word. Uh, learn what Jesus's opinion is of everything. Uh, go through the scripture and determine um, what is important, what's not important. Um, whatever is honorable, that things w which we put value on, honorable things. Uh, honor is an incredible word because um, 
first, I'm not sure we understand honor today, but it means to place a value upon something. You know, when you get a, uh, uh, you go speak somewhere and you get a fee, they give you an honorarium. Um, when you get um, done with college, sometimes they give you an honorarium. They give you, an, they honor you. They put value and they place a value upon you. And I think our value system needs to be readdressed. And because we're uh, focused on stuff and things, we miss the value of things. Um, God wants us to guard our minds and our will and our emotions. Uh, we need to begin to uh, think and pray about what are the honorable things in life. What are what's more honorable? Um, whatever's just, whatever's pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, uh, just, pure, lovely, and commendable. You know. It's real easy to think negatively and be beat up and have, have a hopeless uh, position. It's real easy. The enemy wants you to be depressed. He wants you to be saddened. He wants you to feel hurt. Um, but if you begin to think on what is just, pure, lovely, and commendable, I think there's a great joy that comes over you. And, you know, we, the scripture starts here with, uh, in everything with prayer and supplication and thanksgiving, a heart of thanksgiving, a heart of gratitude. Um, you know, when you are thankful um, about the th little things that God has done, um, you know, it's hard to focus on the negative, things that are going on in your life. Um, sometimes we're so busy worrying about or thinking about or being consumed with the problems that we we miss the great things uh we're alive we're breathing we're up it's a new day god's given us another opportunity to seek his will and do his will another time to spend with him uh, i like to uh you know just spend time alone with the lord and um I'm at a place where he just reminds me and I just thank him for the little things. Um, I'm grateful for my children's children. I'm thankful that I'm a grandfather and I get to uh, spend time with them and get to see them. And uh, those are the things I think about. Um, uh, now, when you're going through a desert experience in life and the challenges come and the resources aren't there and the things that you want aren't coming as fast as you want them to come, yes, it's hard and it's challenging, but I want to remind you that the Israelites complained in the desert and it bought them 40 more years. If you can just be people who decide to think on what is just and pure and lovely and commendable, um, Think of these things. Meditate on these things, the little things. We're grateful that God um, released us from the debt that was we could never pay, the debt of sin, that Jesus set us free. And we realize that um, he loves us so much. Jesus died on the cross because he loved us so much. Um, it's hard to fathom that sometime, that great love. But when I meditate on that, nothing else really matters. Um, uh, the scripture actually says here, uh, if there's anything excellent, Jesus is excellent, and the excellent love he has for us cannot be compared to anything on the face of this planet. If there's anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Um, I do want to say that I've learned to, I'm, I'm a worshiper, I've learned to be a, a one who praises God and and I have found that in times of despair and in trouble that if I just uh, turn on the worship music and I just begin to sing my countenance changes the things change and I started by saying there's a lot of spirits that attach themselves the enemy lies to us well the fastest way to cast that thing out is focusing on the truth you know when you focus on Jesus and you focus on the truth um, 
it it will leave it will flee from you as you're worshiping jesus and as you're praising jesus it's hard for the enemy to continue his attack um and you know what is what is the peace that surpasses understanding peace that surpasses understanding is when god fully envelops you and he begins to give you confidence and you begin to trust him it literally means to let go of your situation and trust that he's going to see it through this peace will guide your uh, guard your hearts and guard your minds this peace that surpasses understanding means it doesn't make sense it doesn't make sense why are you laughing and finding joy when the world is falling apart around you? Well, because you trust God and you know that he loves you and he will make a way for you when there seems to be no way. You have to make sure that you learn how to get rid of the negative thoughts and the negative uh, ideas and the negative challenges. When you learn how to do that, uh, God begins to fill you up with joy, joy, unspeakable joy. Um, our perspective is everything. How we see life is everything. And we have to learn to change our perspective. We need to learn um, that, one, God loves us. And if he loves us and he's for us, who could be against us? That's a, that's a perspective that you cannot change. Uh, uh, nothing is able to separate us from the love of God, Romans 8.39. That needs to be our perspective at all times. Um, it is more blessed to give than receive. There's a conviction and a belief there, you know. So uh, we hang on to these convictions, these beliefs. Second um, Timothy 1.12 actually says this, I know whom I believed, and I am persuaded that he is able to keep that which I have committed unto him against that day. I am convinced, convinced that he is able. I'm persuaded that he is able he is able to keep which I've committed to him. So what we give over, we endear to him, we trust him with, he is able, he is, oh wow, he is so able to take care of you. Um, and that process is a process of surrender. I was blessed to share recently at a wedding um, that, you know, I got a vision of this one couple and as a big sailboat and the wife was the sails and the husband was the ship and uh, I shared and encouraged her that you know as you yield to the Lord um, and uh, you allow him to fill you with his spirit it's like into this big sail on a ship and that sail, if it's taunt during a wind, it might rip and tear. But if it's relaxed and allowed to receive the wind, it can be a great mover and motivator. And I suggested that she just relax and yield to the Spirit, and the wind of the Spirit will move them along gently and guide them. And I think that for all of us, we need to be yielding to the Lord, gentle. I think when we resist what God is doing, um, damage comes. There's a, there's a frustration that comes, and, a, and there might be a tearing in that sail. But if you would just allow yourself to be used, allow yourself to, to just be calm and feel the peace that surpasses understanding, I just believe Holy Spirit will come and fill you and he will just move you along, gently guiding you along your journey. 
uh, we often thinks, think about uh, a destination in life, but we're on a long journey, and that journey lasts for a season uh, uh, while we're here. And we need to enjoy the journey, enjoy the process, enjoy the growing, enjoy, enjoy the maturing. Um, I'm going to talk more about emotions and controlling your emotions and the process by doing that. But uh, today I just really wanted to share some things that um, will help you um, to to uh, clear your mind and get your mind free of the uh, actions of the enemy. Again, with all prayer and supplication, let your needs be known to the Lord and meditate on those things that are good. Um, uh, we're out of time. I just want to pray with you. I want to thank you for joining us, but let's pray together. Father, I just thank you. I thank you for everyone watching today. I ask, Lord God, that you would uh, give them a heart of uh, of, of submission and yielding to your will. Let them trust you, Lord God, coming and going. I rebuke every lie of the enemy. I come against any word that's counterintuitive to your will. I ask, Holy Spirit, that you would guide them and comfort them and fill their sail, Lord God, and let them enjoy their journey. Let them focus on the things that are good and pure and holy and edifying and excellent, Lord God. Let them focus on the joy that is set before them. Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us today. We'll be here next Tuesday at 10 o'clock. Uh, join us again. Make some comments down below. You can also check out our uh, YouTube page. Uh, we're on Instagram, and uh, we also are on uh, Twitter. Thanks again. God bless you. Have a great day.